The Lodge Activity Board is no longer restricted to just three minutes or under. Join board director Stefan Reynolds and his co-host Ashore as they dive a little deeper into what's happening in Door County. It's time to go beyond the board with FM 106.9, The Lodge. All right, then. I am locked and loaded and ready to go beyond the board with you. I hope you will go there with me. My name is Stefan Reynolds. I'm the Lodge Activity Board Director here at FM 106.9 The Lodge. And from time to time, we like to go a little deeper and go beyond the board. And this time around, a real renaissance man will jump into Studio B with me. His name is Jeff Herbst. He is the Artistic Director at the Northern Sky Theater. And there's been a lot of exciting things happening for the fine folks at the Northern Sky Theater, including but not limited to opening a brand new theater this last fall. We're going to touch on that, the history of this fine organization, and also we'll talk about the upcoming season, and we'll also sneak in a little bit about the Peninsula Preschool Trivia Night, which is coming up. Maybe you want to have a team. Maybe you want to go up against our team at the Lodge, the Radio Rangers. Well, I'll give you the details. We'll do all of that. So strap in, get ready, prepare yourself. It's going to be a wild ride as we go beyond the board. Well, if you're any kind of theater buff, then you know these have been exciting times for the folks at the Northern Sky Theater in Fish Creek. This last fall, they opened their brand new theater, the Gould Theater, state-of-the-art, fantastic venue. And there's also a big, huge creative space there. Yes, they've had a lot going on. Just imagine how that has been for their artistic director. Well, you don't have to imagine how that has been because I've got him here in Studio B for this Beyond the Board podcast, Jeff Herbst. He's the artistic director. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me in. What's it been like? Kind of a whirlwind year? Yes? No? It's been more than a year um, since the capital campaign started to get the new building built. Uh, I think we started kind of officially in 2016. Got all the funds raised in a couple of years, started building just last year, believe it or not, and uh, got the building up and open last fall. So yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It is fabulous. Friends, if you have not checked it out, you got to get in there. It is really, really neat. Big, huge doors that make you feel like you're in the woods and yeah. describe it. Well, the interior of the space, we, we initially, when we conceived of this new uh, space, we thought that it might be a flex space. Um, what we were really missing in our organization was a rehearsal space because we'd been renting places all over the county and things weren't always available for us on a t- in a timely fashion. So it's really tough to get a theater season open when you don't have any place to get stuff prepared. Uh, but then we started talking to a lot of theater professionals who had been through this process of building these kinds of projects. And they said to us, you will totally regret doing a flex space. If you can raise more money, and at that point, we were only thinking we would have to raise about $5 million, which is not a small amount of money to raise, by the way. But um, <clears throat> when they what they said, if you can raise the money, you should really build a, a real theater space, something that has permanent seating, something that has permanent uh, onstage structure, and uh, you, you'll you find yourself just more at home. And it, it'll be easier for you not only to rehearse there, but then to be able to use it for a real performance space. You've really consolidated your operation, no doubt. Yeah. So you do shows there in the fall. The fall season kicked off this last fall, the inaugural season, that first show. Tell That's me right. again, that was Dad's Season Tickets? Dad's Season Tickets was our premier uh, show in the Gould space. Yeah. How'd that go? 
That went unbelievably well. We had, I think it was around 65 performances and over half of them were completely sold out. So it was a must-have ticket, which is what I always sort of envisioned for that space. I thought, you know, if you can sell 250 seats a night and people are clamoring to get in to see the show, that's always a good sign. Indeed. And then, of course, you move back into the park this summer, and this is a big year, the 50th anniversary of doing shows in the park? Yeah, well, the predecessor to Northern Sky Theater was the Heritage Ensemble, which many of us were involved with in college and beyond. And there were a a seminal group of people from that company, the Heritage Ensemble, that took over and started what was then American Folklore Theater, which, of course, has now been renamed Northern Sky Theater. So 50 years of performances in that park on that stage. 1970 was the first year for that with Dave Peterson, wow, uh, the leader of that troupe. And then in 1990 is when Northern Sky got incorporated as a not-for-profit organization. So that's 30 years now of Northern Sky being out there in the park. If my research is accurate, you came along on the scene around 91-ish or so? Uh, I came I came kind of officially into the fold in 91. I had started with Heritage Ensemble, like a, a lot of my colleagues, in 1985 when I was in college. I performed for that troupe down at Governor Dodge. They had two troops going at the time, one in Peninsula State Park and one at Governor Dodge. And then I came Where's up here. Where's Governor Dodge? Governor Dodge is down by Dodgeville. Thank you. Yeah, it's Spring Green. It's a beautiful, okay. beautiful, beautiful park. Another one of the gems of Wisconsin. Um, And then I came up here in 1988 and 89 to direct for Heritage Ensemble. It was at that point when Fred Alley, one one of the uh, members of Heritage Ensemble, Doc Heidi, who is still obviously involved with Northern Sky, Doc and Fred were uh, both instrumental in transitioning from Heritage Ensemble to um, Northern Sky, again, American Folklore Theater at the time. Um, At any rate, Fred... Fred, Heide, uh, Fred Alley called me while I was living in New York and said, uh, we're, we've decided to do some one acts out here instead of doing a musical review, and we have no idea what we're doing. So can you come out and direct us and make this season happen? And I did, and I really enjoyed it. And then uh, the next year I came back in 89, and that's when Gerald Pelrime was just involved, and tragically, Gerald just died last week. Um, but Gerald did The Mountains Call My Name, which we're going to reprise this I, year. That sounds that, familiar to yeah, you. I that saw was that the, on the schedule. That's okay. right. That was the first time that that show had been done, and uh, I came out and directed that as well. And then 1990 is when the transition happened, and both Fred, Ali, and I took a hiatus. Uh, I was in New York, and Fred was in California, and we had other projects going on. And uh, Gerald and, and Doc Heidi ran the company for that first year, and then we made a transition in 91 and Fred Alley and I both came back and we're here full time. And uh, I've been here since. And the rest is history. Where are you from? Uh, well, I was born in South Dakota, but I moved to Wisconsin when I was three. So I consider myself a, a real Wisconsin. Real cheesehead. Yep. All right. Yep. Awesome. And uh, tell me, uh, let's actually, this is a great way to get to know more about you. We'll just go ahead and jump into five questions. Oh, here we go. This is something we do with all of our co-hosts du jour. You're not oh, just a guest, there you go. Jeff. You are a co-host du jour. Do I have to answer in French? Five questions. If you know French, I won't be able to <laughs> interpret, but go ahead and knock yourself out. Do you have a nickname? Um, well, I, I I don't really, except for one, which is really interesting. My, my dad, when I was growing up, my name is Jeffrey Michael Herbst, and my dad would just abbreviate it, and he'd say, hey, Jess Mike, Jess Mike. And that's a 
that's a name that I have continued to use in different fashions for a, a sort of a pseudonym. Just so, Mike. Just Mike. I love yeah. it. Most high adventure thing activity you've ever done in your life. Most high adventure thing. Um, well, let's see. The most high adventure. I'd say taking off when I was 21 and just uh, putting on a backpack and going around Europe for the summer. You know, just by myself and in and out of different countries and different languages and all of that was a, a high adventure. For did sure. you did you find yourself along the way? I did indeed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were on a death row, I know you never will be. But uh, what would be your last meal? Oh boy, um, I happen to be a a real kind of uh, uh, cook, so I have lots and lots of things that I love. I'd probably. Maybe do a uh, chicken tikka masala. Ooh, that does sound good. Who would prepare it for you? You'd I'd, prepare it for yourself? I'd probably make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> we maybe have already touched on this next one, but I'm going to ask it anyway because it's one of the five questions. Biggest accomplishment or proudest moment thus far? Oh, man. Um, you know, I... I, I oh, God, I have... I, I have such a blessed life in that that regard. I feel so lucky to have been able to do so many things. Um, it was really gratifying to see everybody in that new space last fall. I have to say it, you know, just to look around and go, wow, you know, we, we, we all dreamed this up together and we made it happen. That's kind of special. Something told me that maybe that might have had something to do with your proudest moment. And finally, your favorite thing to do in DOCO. My favorite thing to do in Door County, I love, uh, one of the things I've discovered um, since I was up here last winter uh, was how gloriously beautiful it is when you have fresh snow on all of the evergreens. And I grew up in southern Wisconsin, so I'd seen it, but hiking through it, like every morning when you get up, you can just go out and have this gloriously beautiful, you know, vista and scenery. It's just spectacular. Very nice job with five questions. Now I feel like we know you even a little better. And as I mentioned, you're my co-host du jour. I put you to work. I put the co-host du jour to work sometimes. Let's. This is beyond the board, so we talk about some other activities that people might want to know about that are coming up here. Let's uh, have you do the, this one right here. Knock yourself out on that. Okay, so, hmm, love trivia? I do. Oh, love helping the Peninsula... Preschool? I do. It's the 17th annual Peninsula Preschool Trivia Night at Alexander's in Fish Creek on Thursday, February 27th. Right? Yeah. Uh, doors open at 5.30. Trivia begins at 6.30. Teams of six at $35 per person. Includes food, tap beer, trivia, and fun. Fun at yes. no extra cost. Beautiful. Cash prizes for the top three finishing teams of first place, $600. Wow. Second place, $300. Third place, $150. Get your team signed up at peninsulapreschool.weebly.com. All proceeds go to the Peninsula Preschool. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm a huge trivia buff. 
You'd like this. I, I Have you done it? Oh, yeah. we uh, Our team is going back again this year, the Radio Rangers. And in fact, last year we distinguished ourselves by getting second place. We're defending second place this year. No kidding. So what kind of trivia questions do they ask? Is it all over the board? All over the place. And uh, we hope that it's usually music trivia at some point. We always rock that category. Yeah, no doubt. It's incumbent upon us to do so. It could be a real credibility issue. I would think but so. <laughs> our fearless leader, Mike, yeah. Mike's More Music Mornings, he oh. kills it. That guy is a walking thesaurus no or uh, encyclopedia of musical knowledge. Yeah. Say, that was very well done. You're a natural. It's fun for me to have a uh, classically trained actor in here helping me talk about activity ideas on the Lodge Activity Board. So let's talk about you some more about what you all do, because you're an actor. You're a what? A writer, a director, an artistic director. What? Yeah. Well, uh... I started out my career as mostly an actor. I went to a, a conservatory for my MFA, and then I moved from Florida, where I did that MFA, to New York and worked professionally as an actor. Um, but I've always had an ability to lead um, and to administrate, so it kind of became a natural for me to take over a leadership role in the fledgling theater company. And that's sort of the role that I've assumed and and held for, you know, these last 30 years. Is there one of those uh, hats that you wear that you enjoy the most? Are you uh, above and beyond uh, mostly a performer? Is that when what? Well, I think uh, you tell me. I think uh, one of the most gratifying things is the process for me. So I enjoy the process both as an actor, but I really like the process as a director because you're you're figuring everything out. You know, you're figuring out scenery, you're figuring out costumes, you're figuring, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out the, in our case, we're figuring out the script because everything we do is brand new. So you're working with a lot of different people making something up from nothing, you know, that nobody's ever done before. So uh, I th- that part of it is really exciting. So what's going on right now at Northern Sky Theater during the winter months? What are we doing? Well, we're preparing for our very ambitious 2020 season. Uh, normally, uh, we only do shows in the park during the summer. That's been our, our, you know, that's, that's been our mode for the last 30 years. Uh, and then we do a fall indoor show, which we've always done at various venues that we've rented because we don't, we didn't before this have our own space. So, uh, I had envisioned when we built, when we built the Gould that, uh, I wanted to do simultaneous programming. Um, so we have doubled down and we're going to do not only three shows in rep in the park, but we are going to do four shows in the Gould at the same time. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, learn something new every day. That is ambitious and very exciting. Yeah. So when do these seasons respectively kick off? Yeah, so we'll open up the outdoor season starting on June 10th with a brand new world premiere called Love Stings, which is by the same writing team that did Oklahoma and Wisconsin for us a couple of years ago. And then we'll follow that up with a remount of Belgians in Heaven, which is one of our classic Northern Sky shows first premiered in 1994, believe it or not. And then uh, also the first book musical that Fred Alley ever wrote for the company back in 92 is called Fishing for the Moon. It's a lovely Valentine to musical theater. It's very funny. Um, And we're going to bring that show back. So those will be the three shows that will open in the park and they'll all open around June 10th to June 16th. And then on June 16th, the same night that we opened Fishing for the Moon in the park, we will be opening Song of the Inland Seas, which was the very first show that Heritage Ensemble did in 1970. Nostalgic. Yes. And we'll have a trio performing in that, including Craig Konowalski, 
who was one of the original performers in Song of the Inland Seas, Doc Heidi, who was one of the original members of Heritage Ensemble, and Katie Dahl, whom a lot of people know in Door County. The lovely and talented Katie Dahl. So the three of them will do a special six performances only of Song of the Inland Seas before we then get uh, Dad Season tickets back up and running. Uh, You mentioned that we did that last fall to sell out crowds, and I wanted our summer audiences to have a chance to see it as well. And that will also give our summer audiences uh, an excuse, if they need one, to come see the Gould Theater. So that will run four performances a week, and that will be in rep with The Mountains Call My Name, which we will bring back. Uh, I, I mentioned that we first did that show in 1989 with Gerald Pellerine playing John Muir, the uh, conservationist. Uh, I remounted the show in 96 and performed the role myself out on the park stage, and now we'll remount it and do it indoors in the Gould. And it's going to be you again. It will be me again with uh, with an ensemble of uh, musicians and singers, uh, adding you know elements to the to the basically one man show. If you haven't seen Jeff lately and you know him and you love him, I will tell you that he is sporting some facial hair. Oh, He's got you a don't, kind don't, of a don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Scraggly <laughs> beard going here, but yeah. you said this is in preparation to be the mountain man. Yeah. Well, John Muir had it. I mean, he had a full, you know, one of those mountain man beards. Um, and he, he was a fabulous character. Uh, spent his boyhood in Wisconsin, by the way. Uh, grew, uh, was born in Scotland, and then they moved to Wisconsin. And then he, he, of course, walked across America and founded Yosemite National Park and basically got the whole national park system going. Um, at any rate, uh, his big full beard. I in, in 96, when I first did the show, I had a, a prosthetic beard made, um, you know, molded to my face. And that's what I used. Uh, at that point, I don't think I could have grown a beard to save my life. And I still can't, obviously. This but, is this is coming in nicely. Yeah, you know, what are you talking you know, about? I don't know. I the, the the difficulty is unless either, this is like two years of growth. I'm no, it's at not here. two years, oh. but it's but it's over a month. Oh, you're so, looking good, man. Yeah. Do you still have that prosthetic I do, beard? If you I, need do, it? I do. I do. I <laughs> do. I think I might shave this off. Try that on again. See if I see how it feels. The trouble with wearing a fake beard when you perform is it causes the the muscular mu- musculature in your face to be not as fluid as you always want it to be. And when you have to speak for almost an hour and a half straight, you know, you don't want anything to be impinging that yeah. ability. So, Doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, I, well, you know. We don't want any impingement. No. You haven't been impinged at all being here in Studio B, have no, you? No, I've you loved it. It's comfortable? Great. Thank you so much for coming in here and getting us all fired up for the upcoming season. Oh, Very exciting things at Northern Sky Theater. And boy, you really are the perfect historian when it comes to that uh, place. Any final thoughts, feelings you'd like to impart upon the Beyond the Board audience? Well, again, thanks for having me in. And and I hope that people will get a chance to come out and see everything we're doing at Northern Sky. It's a, Like I said, it's a really ambitious 2020 season, and we're counting on all of our loyal fans to embrace our vision of having shows not only in the park where they've been for 30 years, but now at the Gould where we're, we're hoping to start a brand new tradition of people enjoying Northern Sky Theater both indoors and out. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Find the latest episodes of Beyond the Board on the TuneIn app, Apple Podcasts, or right on fm1069thelodge.com. Don't forget to be social. Like, share, subscribe, and comment to let us know how you felt about this episode.